Hello, my name is Braden McKenzie, and welcome to Into Stillness. On this episode of the podcast, I have a special sneak peek from the first video of my upcoming meditation course called Meditation 101. This is a deep dive into the anatomy of meditation, and it answers the question, what is meditation? I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, and if you're interested in my course, Meditation 101, you can sign up to be notified of its release right now on my website, bradenmckenzie.com. Much love. Now let's get to the topic of discussion. In this video, the very first video of the whole course, we're going to be discussing the topic of the anatomy of meditation. In your book, it's the very first page. And the two biggest questions associated with this topic um, are why meditate and what are the benefits of meditation? And these are two really good questions, two questions I had when I first came to the practice of meditation. And the chances are um, you're coming to this practice or participating in an entire course on the practice because you were looking to get either the benefits to the body or the benefits to the mind. Also, the benefits spiritually, which is something that draws a lot of people to the practice as well. So let's start with the brain. During a meditation practice, you are working on achieving a state of no mind or stilling the fluctuations of the mind, also known as Yogas Chittavritti Nirodaha, which is from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And you're doing this through the act of single-pointed concentration. Now this act brings the activity of your brain from scattered to more focused and central in certain areas. Um, areas that happen to be associated with behavior, concentration, memory, and emotion. And in doing so, um, areas of the brain that are associated with fear, anxiety, stress, they become less active. And practicing meditation can then, over an extended period of time, um, through what is called neuroplasticity, change the structural and electrical patterns of your brain for the better. Um, a consistent practice can give you more time between stimulus and reaction. For example, whereas something really simple and you know kind of mundane might set you off before, now you find you have more time uh, to think in a more calm and calculated manner. Essentially, emotionally, you will feel uh, more in control. Over time, areas of the brain can increase in size, specifically gray matter, and decrease in size, specifically the amygdala. They can become stronger and age slower. Many people have noticed a positive effect on their creativity and ability to create in whatever their chosen creative outlet happens to be, um, writing, art, music, um, has really been seen to have a great effect, I think mostly because of uh, the self-reflection and stuff you happen to go through while 
doing a meditation practice or you know advancing your meditation practice. Personally, my meditation practice has made me much more of a compassionate person uh, in my overall life, and you know I'm definitely more comfortable with myself um, than I have ever been in the past. Um, I definitely think that you find some sort of you know, inner kindness that I think everyone has uh, by looking inward. You can also see a plethora of benefits in the body through a regular meditation practice. And these benefits include reduced physical effects of stress and anxiety, improved body positivity, happiness, and sense of well-being. Many people find it easier to get to sleep and have deeper sleep overall. It can help with pain management, uh, reduction of inflammation, improved immune system, better hormone regulation, decreased blood pressure, etc. Um, largely due to how meditation is very effective at stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, and it's very good at deactivating your sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight response. Um, and the stimulation of the parasympathetic nervous system is very pivotal in decreasing um, your overall stress levels. On top of all these benefits to not only the brain, but the body is how a practice of meditation teaches you more and helps you learn more about yourself and brings you closer to the self, the observer that is you. I find so many people have such a hard time um, with the practice of meditation, simply because sitting quietly with your thoughts for an extended period of time happens to be, you know, an uncomfortable feeling. But this for me is definitely the most beneficial part of the practice. Um, it's what's the, known as the spiritual aspect. And it could sound kind of out there for someone new to the practice of meditation, but I believe it really helps you foster a connection to all life. You know, I like to say that every step we take to better understand our internal world is a step that impacts our outer worlds and those that we share it with. So this next part isn't actually in the book, but I recently wrote um, a longer form blog post on what actually is meditation and kind of dive deeper into some more traditional definitions of what the practice is. So I'm just going to pull it up here and then read through the entirety of the blog post. It should give you more context um, and, and deeper than what I've included in the book, which is, you know, that's the main part that I wanted everyone to know. So commonly meditation is defined as stilling the fluctuations of the mind. Like I said earlier, yoga is chitta vritti narodaha single point of concentration or a state of no mind. Um, but where do these definitions come from? And is there more to it than that? Here I turn you to the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Patanjali discusses in detail meditation and its practice, the goals, states, etc. Uh, we also get to know the eight lens of yoga for Patanjali, three of which directly relate to meditation those being dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. These last three limbs are often studied all together and are called samyama, antaratma sadhana, or the innermost quest.
Now, the first limb that relates to meditation, dharana, it roughly translates as concentration, and it is fixing the mind on the chosen object of meditation. For example, the breath, a mantra, an image, one of the chakras, something like that. Uh, it is more specifically just single-pointed concentration, though. And at this stage, the mind has a tendency to wander and get interrupted by other thoughts, uh, which is a purely natural occurrence. The second limb relating to meditation uh, is dhyana or contemplation. And at this stage, the mind becomes continuously focused on the chosen object of meditation. And it's like a steady drip of water becoming a continuous stream. There's no interruption and no other thoughts happen to come to mind right now. This is a pretty advanced stage. Uh, there's only one thought in our minds at all times and the focus is so strong that nothing can disturb it. We are completely absorbed in our object of focus. The third limb relating to meditation is samadhi or self-realization. This is oneness with the object of meditation essentially. Uh, there is no distinction between active meditation and the object of meditation. This means ego or the sense of I completely disappears. Um, and samadhi itself has multiple stages. These stages are samprajnata samadhi, which is meditation with support of an object, and asamprajnata samadhi, which is meditation without an object. So dharana, dhyana, and samadhi together are directly related to the practice of meditation, and as mentioned before, are called samyama. Patanjali then goes on to describe various objects of meditation that a seeker can choose to begin his or her meditative practices. In later sutras, he even goes into great detail about the various supernatural powers or siddhis that can be attained by performing samyama, i.e. dharana, dhyana, and samadhi, on many different objects of the world. For instance, samyama on the navel center can give us all the knowledge about the human body, or on the moon can give us all the understanding of the entire solar system. It sounds very fantastic, highly creative and rather tempting, uh, but the wise sage also warns us that all these siddhis are distractions on the path of yoga. For a sincere seeker, these are just obstacles in the way of samadhi. Um, samyama, therefore, is a very critical concept in yoga, as through all the sutras, as we cannot jump directly to samadhi, uh, the three combined can be called the practice of meditation. Fluctuations of the mind, single-pointed concentration, a state of no mind. Um, it can also be described as the natural scientific discipline to understanding consciousness. Uh, in the Upanishads, uh, the Vedic Sanskrit texts I, men I mentioned earlier, meditation or nidhiyasana is how consciousness was actually studied. Um, this study being called a Brahma Vidya or the Supreme Science. This wasn't an actual intellectual study rather, um, but a kind of lab science where the mind was both the object and the laboratory. Uh, meditation here is 
pure concentration on a single interior focus. There was no rumination, reflection, or type of circuitous thinking. The intent is training the mind to focus on, not drift and become absorbed with your object of contemplation. Uh, to bring about a state of intense inner wakefulness, uh, which is a rather intense sounding objective, personally. Um, and I just want to read you a passage that I love from the introduction section of Eknath Iswaran's translation of the Upanishads when discussing this state. He says, All that divides us from the sea of infinite consciousness at this point is a thin envelope of personal identity. That envelope cannot be removed by any amount of will. The eye cannot erase itself, yet abruptly it does vanish. In the climax of meditation, the barrier of individuality disappears, dissolving in a sea of pure, undifferentiated awareness. So yeah, this is just another little extra bit I included in the course uh, from a blog post I just wrote. You can find that full thing on my website. Um, if you go to my blog and you feel like reading again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. To step away from the guided meditations that are typical to this channel, but with the upcoming release of my meditation course, I wanted to throw some teasers for it and offer a little more than just the usual guided meditation episodes. In the coming weeks, you can expect some interviews and episodes with my greatest mentors in the practice of meditation. And I really hope that you enjoy those too, as much as I enjoyed having the discussions with them. Again, you can sign up now to be notified of the release of my meditation course, Meditation 101, which is coming out in the beginning of October, right now on Braden McKenzie. Dot com. Much love. Namaste.